coming up. I saw a headline that you nearly quit the show in week two. Like, is that just clickbait? What happened there? No, it wasn't clickbait. I almost did a Ginny Lemon. So I was going to go to the runway and just be like... A Gay and a Non-Gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. They're like a lovely little couple, except they're not. RuPaul's Drag Race UK spoilers incoming. Welcome to Sashay Non-Gay, but with only the gay, because Non-Gay is busy discussing our iconic new iPlayer documentary, Sashay to Hell, on BBC Radio West Midlands. That's showbiz. More on that next week, but first... Vanity Milan, as you go forth to conquer the world... Leave no Estonia unturned. (laughs) Now, sachet away. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I have one thing to say. (laughs) What's on the menu? Dirty rice! Please welcome Goddess and one of the most show-stopping lip-sync assassins in Drag Race history. It's Vanity Milan! Hey, how are you doing? Thank you for having me. Welcome to a gay and a non-gay. You look fantastic. I'm so <laughs> excited to chat to you. Can we just go straight in on your scandalous lip sync? Because that was a light. Well, let's event. do it. Because you know what? That scandalous lip sync was definitely scandalous. And that's one lip sync <laughs> I did not have to learn. I just had to perform. <laughs> you owned everything about that. Well, you know what? When Alicia Dixon was there, she was giving me life. And I think she kind of wanted me to embody the song on that stage. That's what I definitely did. And I bodied the song. So so I felt this. And I wonder if you feel the same having been in it and you'll be in the WhatsApp group and you'll be hanging out with everyone. Does it actually feel like RuPaul's best friend race this year? Um, To be honest with you, yes. Uh, we understood that it was a competition. But outside of the competition and outside of the cameras, we were really making great friendships outside of just drag race. And, and, you know, we are in the WhatsApp group now. We go out once every month and get a bit shit faced. But <laughs> yeah, it is definitely like RuPaul's best friends drag race. It, it is really good to have a, a group, a group of sisters that you can talk to on a daily basis and actually get like a little bit of advice from as well, if you're feeling a bit low, because we spent a long time together. So we kind of grew a, a very big bond. I'm really jealous that you have a group of girls like that. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> you were top four twice this season. Amazing. Did you feel sad to leave or were you like, yeah, I've, like slayed this well i didn't expect to get to top four the first time nor did i expect to get uh, to top four the second time i thought i was going to go in the first episode to be honest with you but i fought my way so hard to that top position that it kind of surprised me and again i guess it, it's just that feeling like i didn't know i was going to get that far but i understood once you're going up against someone like crystal who was born to be a drag queen you know fuck my drag right so i knew it was my time to go i'd already felt it like i'd fought as hard as i possibly could and I think, you know, the top three are just really amazing queens and they deserve the most amount of success. I think your confidence on the runway is exceptional. And I love that you're like, fuck you, I'm going to wear orange again. I'm doing what yeah. I do. That's, I think that's really strong. I love your drag. Thank you. So I love my drag too. And it's, you can see from episode one till episode nine, I, the evolution of Vanity Milan actually grew on screen with everybody, whether it was makeup, you know, styling my... Uh, garments that was walking the runway me actually walking on the runway because I think you remember like Raven told me like I need to smile like 
on the runway. And I came out and I was like, with the biggest smile. And I could see her in the back going, this bitch actually is just coming on the stage with the most biggest smile. And I think it was just the evolution and the growth that I appreciate the most. Um, and also gaining a lot more confidence when it came to just being myself. I saw a headline that you nearly quit the show in week two. Like, is that just clickbait? What happened there? No, it wasn't clickbait. I almost did a Ginny Lemon. So I was going to go to the runway and just be like, thank you very much. Um, it was just because I knew how strong of a performer Electrofence was. And I also knew that, you know, somewhere down the line, they were going to pin us up against each other because we're great performers and, you know, it was going to happen. And I just didn't want to, I didn't want to go up against a friend because I've known Electra for a very long time. Um, and even just during the last couple of days that we were there together, we grew even closer. But yeah, I almost left. But then Ella Day pulled me out of that rut, um, slapped me around the face and said, no, you're here for a reason. And I, I want to see you make it all the way to the end. So I think that was my saving grace, Ella Day, oh. giving me Ella speech. Ella <laughs> I love Ella Day. And I think you can tell that Ella Day is like a nice, genuine person. And it's really- A genuine person, a lot of dad jokes we all need more daddy in our life let's be real we, more daddy in the life come on now. <laughs> your insta says this week that you do not need the approval of others so i want to know how we get to that a higher level of vanity milan existence like how do we all get there because that's difficult i think you just have to be true to yourself I, I think i said it in my bde verse um it doesn't matter you know your skin doesn't define who you are inside be a little bit more confident in who you are live your life um and live it in the way that you want to live it um because no one else can tell you how to live your life because it's your life if you want to be you know a drag queen whatever you want to be live it live your truth and i think my parents have always installed in my life like live your life and cost it what it will because at the end of the day it's your damn life oh girl what happened oh the light drop but it's fine y'all <laughs> the light drop we're leveling up it's not a mic drop it's a it's a light drop um <laughs> I was I always wonder like what's the moment where you go I'm gonna I'm going to do drag like I'm gonna put this wig on I'm gonna do my hair I'm gonna do my makeup. I think the moment was when I came back to the UK and I, I and I saw like powerful black drag queens um, at the Royal Vauxhall Tavern and I was like oh you guys are so powerful and you guys have a message that you want to put across in in your drag. Um, how the hell do I start doing that? Because I'm a little bit timid outside of what I want to do. But when I get on the stage, I'm ferocious. So let me mix the two together. And I think that was kind of like the starting grace for me, them giving me the advice to start competitions and work real hard at your craft. You said UK season four should have at least five people of color on Drag Race. UK five or six. Five or six. I would go even higher. <laughs> um, the whole season four have, uh, you know, a whole bunch of POC performers, drag kings, drag queens, um, AFAB kings, you know, the whole thing, the whole shebang, all POC people. <laughs> and Victoria's gone. Just POC and Victoria's, and Victoria's gone. gone. Um, <laughs> well, she's basically like a black girl anyway, so it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so we were all, I think a lot of people watching that were like, this isn't okay. Where Where is everyone? Do you think that is a casting issue or is this something else? I think it was a casting issue. Um, but I also think not enough of uh, my people had the money or the facilities to actually get or go on to Drag Race. I think a lot of them got accepted, but just when it came to spending the money or getting things because we did it during lockdown, 
I don't think it was a time for a lot of us. And luckily enough, I had a husband who made my costumes. <laughs> so I didn't have to spend as much as I should have spent, if that makes any and sense. And that is or, a barrier, or, I guess, to a lot of queens, the, the money yeah, thing. Do you think the, the money show thing. should help with that? Like, I know it's not an apprenticeship, but should yeah. they give... They, should they I mean, I think more? they should help where, you know, they can. If, you know, you see potential in a queen or a king that's potentially going on the show, like, do you need financial help? Because we see potential in you. Or give everyone the same amount of money and if you want to spend extra, you can. So it's an even playing field. I mean, we are obsessed with Drag Race and it's doing so many incredible things for the UK queer it community is. that yeah. I just can't imagine life without it now. Like, you know, no, our nans watch this shit. Continue. I think they have to continue like America and have like 16, 17, 80,000 seasons. <laughs> 80,000 seasons, yes. <laughs> so back to you. What's next for Vanity Milan? Are we going to get music? Is there going to be a tour? Oh, there's definitely some music. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed. Tours. I'm just just excited to get out there and meet all the peoples. So, what can you tell us? I'm I'm possibly working on a track. I don't know if I'm working on a track. Dirty rest, but I'm just letting you know that it might happen. Sorry, I'm being such a journalist. <laughs> She's a journalist. She's a so, journalist. So it might be something you want to do. We'll see what happens after after the uh, girl group pick and mix. Um, I kind of wanted to dabble in, you know, music a little bit because I was like, listen, I, if I can be on a on a girl, if I can be in a girl band uh, on Drag Race, I can definitely start this career outside of uh, Drag Race and kind of like, you know, give a little bit of a different vibe to yes. what Vanity Milan is. And we need to get Pick and Mix back together. Can we do Eurovision, please? Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. I don't know. I won't speak for half of the group, but that would be amazing. Okay. <laughs> well, I love you so much. Thank you for taking the time to chat to us. And oh, thank you good so luck much with everything. Oh, who's your yeah. winner, baby? Who's your winner? Who's, All three? Who's, who's my... Yeah, you, well, you know the answer already because I'm never going to say one name. <laughs> we'll be back with another exclusive Rue Queen interview after the next elimination. And make sure you check back through our feed for our latest interviews with Charita May, River Medway and the icon The Moment. Billy Porter. If you want more, subscribe at gaynongay.com or, you know, whoever your favourite podcast supplier is. Kisses. Mwah.